What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the True North Racing Podcast, brought to you by Joel Media Promotions. I'm your host, John Morrison. Guys, and this week on the program, we sat down with one of the admins for the Ontario Bonestock Pierster group, group on Facebook and driver of the number 78. And she's a rookie now in the same division she promotes that we were sitting down with Nicole Stewart, guys. We talked about how her involvement got into racing, uh, being at the track and what it meant for her. And she also took a ton of time, guys, and answered your fake questions because we had a ton of them. So let's kick it off with a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Joe Media Promotions. All right, everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jomo Media Promotions. Jomo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, and year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, guys, of course, just before we jump into this week's episode, we got a few things to talk about, guys. Um, so last week, we started off with our CVM countdown, or Joe Media countdown. Unfortunately, guys, we have no races to discuss this weekend. Uh, most of the province was rained out. Flamborough Speedway had no races, so I don't have a CVM race for you guys. Um so everyone stayed home this weekend, so we don't have a rundown for you guys this week. Um, but we have a great thing to talk about, of course. Um, we are So a couple weeks ago, if you guys noticed, we have stopped. We're coming out with the driver's seat with Caitlin and Michael. Um, due to a few things, uh, we're unable to continue it at the time. But we are now able to bring it back in a new capacity with half a new host. Actually, that's a, that's a lie. We got a full host. We are now having the driver's seat with Kaylin Wallace and Megan Mitchell. It's going to be awesome, guys. We are excited to start this new, um, another new journey with you guys. We're going to continue on with from Michael, uh, Kenny, and, and his. We want to thank Michael for uh, doing, um, for starting it with us. It was fantastic working with him. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, it wasn't able to work out the way we wanted to, um, but we wanted to continue it, and we brought it back, and we're going to bring it back big. Um, thank you to Kaylin Wallace for sticking around and, and uh, wanting to continue this with us. Thank you to Megan Mitchell for jumping on. She loves racing, guys. Go hit her up on all her social medias. Um, we got a new show coming tomorrow. We have our first episode back. It will be the driver's seat with Kaylin and Megan starting as of Tuesday, uh, Wednesday. Sorry. Um, so we are excited for that to come back. Um, as always, guys, we got merch. We got apparel, guys. Um, what you want, what you got is what. <laughs> that was terrible. Anyways, we got some apparel lined up for you guys in the store. We got T-shirts, hats, and hoodies. Go hook yourself up with some of that stuff, uh, some of that swag, and show it off. When If you guys get it, send us a picture. Tag us in your social media post that you guys got some Joe Media swag or True North Racing Podcast apparel swag as well. Um, thank you to everyone who has purchased uh, apparel so far, guys. You guys are all awesome. Um, I don't have much else to talk about right now, but we're going to get into our this week's episode with Nicole Stewart. So let's sit back, relax, and let's go racing. 
All right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, we are sitting down with one of the admins for the Ontario Bone Stock and Pure Stock Group, and as well as the driver now of the number 78 Pure Stock, Nicole Stewart. Nicole, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, how's your weekend? It's been pretty good. Uh, we're hoping to go out to Varney this weekend, but Mother Nature had another plan for that. But other than that, it was pretty good. That's good. So you've been involved with the Ontario bone stock and pure stock group for how many years now? It's, it seems like it's been for a little bit. Um, well, ever since I got together with Phil, he had a mini stock for a couple of years. Um, and then things kind of went south with that. And then Nick Clark offered him to jump in a bone stock for one night. I guess it's fun stock at Barney. Yeah. Um, and then ever since then he ended up buying the Clark or the car from the Clarks. And yeah, so we've been like six years, I think now with the bone stocks. Oh, wow. So how long have you been involved in racing? Um, I have I've been around the track for probably since I was born pretty well. Okay. Um, my parents actually met at the racetrack, so it's not something that really straight away <laughs> from our family. Um, and then when I was in high school, um, I was selling 50 fifties at Varney, um, and then took a couple of years off while I was in high school and then ended up getting with Phil and then pretty well every weekend now. Hey, no, you know what? That's it all starts at a racetrack and that's probably the most best. That's probably the best part about it. Right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been involved for quite some time now. Um, what kind of made you get behind the Ontario bone stock Facebook group here and to help grow that division? Um, so I saw what Wish sports and work was doing with the Ontario mini stock page. And I was looking at how their numbers were growing with it. But then I was also looking at the bone stock group, like um, classes a whole and seeing that they were having full class like divisions with no one help, like promoting them at all. Um, so I was thought about it then. Um, and then the schedules came out and there was no big races for the pure stocks or bone stocks anywhere. And I was going, well, the mini stocks are having all these. Is this just because someone's sitting there promoting them and helping them get these big races? So I ended up making the group, not knowing it was going to get this big and I get this involved in helping promote the races and everything else. But I'm glad it's gone where it went. I, I can only imagine, you know, I uh, definitely, you know, being one person, I don't, I don't, do you have many admins helping you out or no? Um, so the only other one I have is Leo and I'm not even going to try and attempt to say his last name. I don't blame um, you, but he offered the, <laughs> he knows who I'm talking about. Exactly. Um, so the day that I made the page, he sent me a message and said, Hey, if you need help with anything, let me know. And I was like, Hey, you know, a bunch of people I'm going to add you as an admin, add people to this group. Like, let's get some of the bone stock racers in it and get something going with this group. Yeah. And then yeah, he sits on the sidelines and just watches some of the posts. He isn't as active as I am with it, but I'm glad to have him with me on it. So, you know, being one person and, and helping promote this division, you know, uh, there's there's got to be what? I'd say about five or six tracks, six, seven tracks maybe, that all run bone stock, pure stock, or a type of that division? Yeah, there's – oh, I forget. I know Delaware, Flambro, Full Throttle, Peterborough – 
And then there's also the combined fours at Sobbles, which kind of has it, but kind of different rules. And then the new class that Graham Ben just came out with as well. And Sunset Which is kind of like, oh yeah, Sunset. See, I can't even keep track of them all. (laughs) And that's that's just the asphalt side too, because I think even the dirt side, they have like a, I think it's called a bomber division on that side. So that, that just adds to it. But most for the most part, you only stick to the asphalt side, correct? Yeah, yeah. That's what I try and aim for. <laughs> and you know what? That's it, And the car counts that you guys get for the pure stocks each week is remarkable in a sense because I, I laugh because like you see the mini stocks now and the pure stocks were what mini stocks were 15 years ago. Like that's, that's yeah. like, that's the style of division that was supposed to be 15 years ago. And now that's, they had to make a new division just to get people kind of into the sport, but you know what, you've done a fantastic job helping grow that division. It, you, you can't, you can't say nothing bad about it. Cause even though it's such, it is a beginner division, but there it's, it, there's so much com- camaraderie within that division. Everyone's willing to help any, everyone by the looks of it. To me, just passing by because I'll be with the CVMs and and their different breed as it is. Um, is that is that true though? Is that there's a lot of camaraderie? Wow, camaraderie <laughs> between the drivers uh, in in the class. So that way, it helps grow. It helps um, they stay competitive, but at at a friendly pace kind of deal. Yeah, um, I know. Like this past weekend when we were out. Again, it might just be because I was the admin of the group and have connections with everyone. Um, but we went out. There's so actually Chris Lawrence ended up building the car for me. Okay. Which is another competitor in the class. Um, Leo offered me tires. Um, we took them out for practice on Thursday night. And then Wade Thorne was there and he's like, no, 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 these tires aren't good enough. I have better ones at home. And when we got to the track, he had them there on rims and he's like, Hey, let's put these on. These are going to make you faster. So, um, that's even just my personal experience. And then going off of like how the class is too, like everyone's helping to will or willing to lend a hand, but then also the class is so competitive because you have people who've raced in it for years and then some rookies, but they're all battling it out anyways. Like an example is the Flambro race. Um, Jordan Morris, Phil Gibbons, they've been racing, or Gary Slam as well, have been racing in the class for years. And then Haley McNichol, who started last year, ended up finishing fourth place. So yeah. it shows even though she has little experience, she can still go out and compete with the ones who've been in like class for years. Oh, for sure. And it's not necessarily about, whereas like a mini stock now, there's a lot more to the setup Whereas with a pure stock, it's just kind of show up, set your tire pressures, make sure they're roughly where you want it, go have fun, right? Yeah, uh, like our, um, so we originally planned that it was only going to be filled that one out for the first Flambra race. And then we were hoping things went a little bit back to normal, which they seem like they're going to be. And then I was looking and I was like, ah, you know what? let's get my car ready and we got it ready within the two weeks of the province opening to the race happening so oh wow they're definitely very easy to work on yeah um yeah because it's to me not and it's not to knock the division at all because like i love the division it's it's awesome i always just call them like a glorified derby car because you're throwing in more safety (laughs) more safety aspects to it but you're keeping the the true the true form of what the car is supposed to be. It's supposed to be stock height, 
stock everything on it. No, no, no funny business, so to speak. And, and I, yeah. I guess, and that's what helps make the class grow though, too, is, is the low cost to enter it. Right. Yeah, it was definitely, like you said, the safety stuff that was the most expensive part of getting on the track, which I'm not going to complain for a second. Cause if something goes wrong, I want that safety equipment there to help me. Absolutely. That's, that's the number one thing. I always laugh because I've never actually driven before. And I know my stepdad's been a crew chief for a pro late model or late model, pro late model, whatever you want to call it for since 2006, 2007, I jumped on the scene about 2009 um, with them. And you, you know, it was always watching the safety factor for it. Even my stepdad would be like, if you ever got behind the wheel of a race car, if you ever had the funds for it, you're not going out there unless you have a fire suit. It doesn't matter if it's pure stock and they don't, you don't have to run racing shoes. You're getting racing shoes. You're having gloves. You're having helmets. You're having Hans device. Like all that safety factor is going to be in there to protect you. And that's, and a lot of people take it for granted too. Right. Yeah. I always hate seeing the videos on Facebook that pop up of people at other tracks that decided they didn't want fire shoes or gloves or things that they could have had to prevent themselves. And then those are the ones that have things happen to them and I bet you they wish they had it. <laughs> For sure. So we're going to jump into this. So we kind of talk, briefly talked about how you got involved in racing. Um, so you've been involved, you've been, you've been involved with the Pure Stocks for the past six years. And then, of course, this year you, you're jumping behind the wheel of a race car. Um, I, I think I heard, I heard rumblings last November, I want to say, December, I want to say about, about, about it happening. And then, of course, now it's happening. You're out there driving. You're a rookie in the division. Um, you, you kind of held your own, I'll admit. You, I, I kind of saw some footage. I didn't get to stick around to see what, to watch the race last week. Uh, but you did kind of seem to hold your own. What you know? It, how did how did that feel? And what made you decide to get in behind the wheel this year? Um, so it's something we've always talked about is putting me behind Phil's car, but I can't drive standard. So the couple times we've tried that um, didn't work out so well. Uh, one time we went through a clutch, just taking oh. it out for a couple laps. So um, so it's something we've talked about. Um, and then after the enduro at Flambro, um, Corey McAllister actually had his card there that he ended up winning in a raffle. Nice. And at the end of the night, he's like, ah, this thing's in better shape than I thought it was. Um, do you guys want it? And we're like, well, how much? And he's like, I just can't bring this home. Like, he's like, I have too many cars at home already. So we're like, yeah, sure. Like, whatever. So then we looked at it. And there was a couple things that weren't in like gray areas and stuff like that. And yeah. So to say the card wasn't the best condition that I felt while jumping in. And so we ended up talking to Chris Lawrence and he said that he had a car sitting there and it was a Sunfire, which were like perfect. Phil has endless amount of supplies for that. Um, so we ended up going along with that and then it kind of just happened before I even knew about it. Um, it was kind of sort of a Christmas present too, but I found out about it. So yeah. So that's that's how that nice. happened. Okay. So the, of course, jumping, you know, promoting the, promoting the sport for the past six years for it. So now jumping behind the wheel, it, it probably was a, a whole lot of difference uh, feeling instead of sitting there uh, live streaming it or, or putting the, the, 
or showing up finish or whatever and actually being involved in the race must have been a heck of a, an experience for you. Yeah, it was a completely different thing. Um, it was so hard because um, being part of the group, I've made so many friends with the page. Um, and then, so I'm like so used to like watching my select few that I always keep an eye on. And then it was also weird not watching Phil race and having to be behind the <laughs> wheel um, in the same race as him. Um, but yeah, it was super cool. Um, the respect out there from a lot of the drivers was fantastic. Um, I just stuck to the bottom because I knew I didn't have a car to go out there and compete. So yeah, when the car was there, I wasn't. <laughs> um, so I kind of just stuck to the bottom, uh, got more comfortable with the car and having cars on the track while I'm out there. Yeah. And yeah, but it was cool seeing them. Um, I messaged Megan Mitchell this week too, saying that I was sitting there and as I was going around, I'd look at the scoreboard every time because she was starting at the front. And every time I'd look at the scoreboard, I'd be like, yeah, she's still in the top four. And then she would <laughs> go around. And then of course, having Phil in the same class, I was always like, okay, when he, when is he coming? I don't want to hit him. Like if yeah. we wrecked both of our cars for my mistake. Like I'm never going to hear the end of this. You never want to be that person either. It almost happened. Uh, I was going into one and two and ended up going in a little bit faster than I expected. And I felt the back end kick out and I was like, okay, we're going around like whatever. And then I looked beside me and Jordan Morris was beside me. And I'm like, oh no, I know he's getting the race right now. Um, so there was a word that came out of my mouth. Um, I'll let viewers decide what word that was. What did it start with? Um, and I just remembered, I've got told if something's going wrong, hit the gas and point the direction you want to go. And thankfully I did not take out the leader. <laughs> well, that's good. What was the, what was the first word? What was the first letter of that word that you, that you might've said? Oh, it was the F bomb. Okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> it's always funny. Like, you don't have a GoPro in the car, do you? No, we don't. Oh, that would see that would have been great footage. Because if you hit, depending on where you had it and you heard that person say it, I, I could just imagine the kind of like bleep button you would have had to put there. Um, but you know what? You made it through your first race. The car's still in one piece, right? Yes, we actually looked at it and there is no marks on it. So that's even, even better, better than I expected to come out. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, so what are your what are your plans for, for racing this summer? Are you going to be racing full time? Are you going to race part time and select events? What's kind of the, the game plan for you this, this summer? This summer, sorry. <laughs> um, I think the plan, because we do have the two cars, um, is just kind of, both of us part-time show up here and there um mostly special events will probably have both cars out um i don't know uh, what actually is depending on covid what everything's gonna look like yeah um but yeah i think mainly part-time and just getting seat time and feel more comfortable in the car is the goal for me nice so because we got a lot of these questions to run through we're gonna jump into our fan question period where of course, we we put out earlier saying, you know, submit your questions for us and we'll get, ask Nicole on this one. Uh, Nicole, are you ready? Oh, as ready as I'm going to be. <laughs> All right. So the first one, the first question is coming from Alex Stewart. His question is, which Stewart slash Givens is going to crash first and which one will win first? 
Okay, so for this one, um, uh, because I don't know if a lot of people know this year, we've decided, so Phil's obviously been racing in the class for a while. My brother Eric has been in the class for a year before and then did a new build over the winter. My brother Alex hopped in a new car and I hopped in a car. So that's where this question stems from, just okay. for people who don't know. Um, so the first person to crash out of us, oh, I'd have to say either Alex or me. I want to say Alex more than me, though, because he goes in the corners a lot harder than I do. So I'm hoping he takes himself out. But then I'm also, anytime I've been out, I have spun out in the corners. So it is a possibility. <laughs> um, and then for winning... I'd probably have to go with Phil just because he has been in the class for the longest and he does have the wins. So I feel like that's who I have to go with for the wins. All righty. Uh, our next question actually comes for, to, to us from Megan Mitchell. And she goes, how much seat time until you're up there kicking Phil's butt? Oh, that one's tough to say. Um, <laughs> when we were out doing practice, my times weren't terrible, but when it was a full field, that was a whole different story. So hopefully, I'm hoping it happens sooner than later, um, but we'll have to wait and see. And I'm sure everyone will care about the day when I beat Phil. Oh, that, that'll be a day for sure. That'll be a day of celebration, I guess. Um, yes. <laughs> it doesn't matter what position it is. If I beat him, that's a celebration. And so. <laughs> Our next question comes to us again, once again, from Megan Mitchell. And she goes, what was your favorite experience during your first race? Okay, this is going to sound completely crazy. Right. Um, but my favorite experience was, um, it was after one of the cautions in the race. And I noticed Wade Thorne was beside or behind me. And I tried to wave him past me because I knew he had a quicker car and I was just going to hold him up. And Doug went on the radio and was like, six, you're a lapped car, get back there. So they put him behind me again. And I was like, oh, great. Like, he's going to go flying past me. Before we even hit the green, I think the leaders were taking it. So yeah. we were in the corner three and four. And next thing I know, he is beside me. and made it three wide oh. on one of the first restarts I've ever had. So it was good because I feel like that's an experience you need to get over very quickly in racing and I knew that Wade would stick his line I tried my best to keep mine I don't even know who was on the inside but I remember looking up and seeing him beside me and I was like oh no <laughs> um but I feel like that was my favorite part of the race because it was awesome just like seeing that and being a part of it like you always see it on the track and you're like oh my gosh what are you guys doing but like actually being a part of a three wide yeah like your adrenaline just like picks up so much I can like I, I do a lot of online stuff, so like I can just only imagine that kind of feeling of being three wide on the outside, especially especially at a low bank track such as Flambro. Like that that doesn't give you too much hope. Yeah, it was definitely I'm glad he stuck himself to the outside instead of throwing <laughs> me to the outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh so the next question comes to us from Eric Stewart. He goes, as someone who grew up watching the sport, what's it like running and racing a class? Um, so running the class, um, you always hear, I don't know if you hear about it all, like there's, uh, 
reputation that racers are negative people and they're all quote unquote rednecks and everything else, but the support that everyone has and everything is fantastic. It's like one big giant family. Um, like we said, or I said earlier, like when we needed help with something as little as tires, there's multiple people jumping in. So promoting the class is awesome. Um, obviously there's downfalls, but for the most part, it's fantastic. Um, and then running the class or racing in the class, I mean, um, it's awesome as well. Like, obviously I've only been out the one time so far. Um, but like I said before, like whether you're been in the division for a long time or, or a rookie coming up, you, anyone can pee, anyone can win. Like it's not a set driver that you see them show up to the track and you're like, Oh, this person's winning. Like there's the race. So I like that part of it. Nice. Uh, our next question t- comes to us from Jen. I really hope I say this last name correctly. Moran, M- Maureen. I'm not too sure. I really hope I didn't just butcher that. And she goes, as a female, do you think you have a harder time or because you're new, they understand? Um, so I'll start. I feel like these are two different questions. Um, yeah. But as a female, um, I don't think that really matters anymore. Like there's so many females, especially in the pure stock class, that there's times that the females are almost the same amount as the males so I feel like that has kind of gone completely out the window um and I find the males respect the females I don't really find or I haven't found yet that this is a problem in racing anymore about the male and female um as for the rookies um being a part of the class um we brought up in the driver's meeting like hey be mindful of the rookies like keep in mind this is a rookie class so um I feel like everyone knew going into it there was lots of rookies be a little more mindful than the end of last year when there wasn't very many rookies in the class and they've established themselves so yeah I feel like either being a female and the rookie at all everyone's happy that you're out there regardless of which gender you are or being new yeah you know, and that, that's the good part nowadays is that we're that we're, we're bridging that gap, right? Where like it's it's almost there, and especially like as we kind of move up with divisions, it, it's going to get to a point where like no one gives a damn if you're if you're sure up and you're a girl. We're you know, and that, that's the best part about this. No one cares if you're a girl, if you're a guy, if you're poor, you're rich. We're all out here to compete and have fun, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's what it is. As long as you're out there and you're not driving overly aggressive and wrecking people on purpose, they don't care who's behind the wheel of the car. Yeah. So our next question comes to us from Jen Hatch and this is is the one we know about. If given the chance, will you dump Phil for the win? Absolutely. I would. would, Hands down. Um, This has actually been a talk before too, between the four of us, that if one of us was leading and the other one was sneaking up behind that you better watch out, it's going to get awkward at family dinners. (laughs) So the fact that you guys already talked about it kind of makes it even (laughs) better. Yeah. This is something that has been brought up. (laughs) You're not going to have like a Kyle Bush, Kurt Bush situation here where they didn't talk to each other for a year until grandma was just like, no, y'all got to come to dinner. 
We're not having two dinners anymore. <laughs> well, I, got, I, I don't, I think it would depend on the situation. Like if someone intentionally put them in a wall, maybe there might be a not talking for a little bit, but if it was just a spin to the infield or a little bump and tab, run, yeah. then as right, long well, we're not working on cars after. <laughs> you know what? We got that question out of the way. We now know that Nicole will dump Phil for the W and that's the best part about this. Uh, our next question comes to us from Chris Lawrence and he goes, what's the biggest difference you see behind the wheel versus watching from the stands? That's tough. Um, I think so being the first time I owned the car, you always hear how you can't see as much as you think you can like street car versus race car. Um, so that's definitely something that I learned going into the race on Saturday. Um, and then, yeah, like with watching the race, you can always see like what's happening. You're more like predicting of things that could happen, but when you're actually in the car and you don't see as much and yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the, the, uh, where, where, you know, someone up in the stands like myself can see everything. It's like, oh, there's there's something coming here. It's going to happen. Watch. And then two seconds later, it happens. Whereas in the car, you're just like, got to go, got to go, got to go, go, go. Kind of. Yeah. Deal, and your right? adrenaline's so high that you're not even really thinking about the car, three cars behind you and how it could affect you or anything yeah. like that. You're kind of more focused on yourself and any of the cars that are right by you. Yeah. Uh, our next question comes to us from Mark O'Gill. What are your goals for this season? Um, my goals. So basically to keep the car one piece, I have a fear of just going into the wall and completely totaling it. Um, I don't know if that's something normal to have, but it's something that I have worried about and was worried about in that last race. So that's why one of my goals is to keep the car in one piece. Um, but then also to get more comfortable in the car. Um, like when we were out for practice, I ended up figuring out a line and I was doing fine that way. But then the second that there was more cars on the track, I kind of panicked and I was like, oh no. And so I think definitely getting more comfortable in the car and then with cars around me as well. Um, so yeah, just to get more comfortable basically. And obviously to beat Phil eventually. Hopefully that's, that's always the good part is you want to get up front. You want to go compete for those wins. Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, our next question comes to us and it's our last question. It comes from a good friend of mine, Jory Elliott from Lift the Visor. He goes, what inspired you to support Lift the Visor Mental Health Initiative with decals on your car? So mental health is something that I struggled with in high school. Um, and also um, there is uh, kind of like a, growing up in a small town, everyone knows everyone. Um, and there was a person who passed away from mental illness and lost his battle. And then obviously with the racing community being as close as they are, Melissa Bullen impacted everyone, whether you were friends with her or whether you just saw her at the track. So anything to do with mental health, I'm completely a part of always willing to support. So when I heard about Lift the Visor and everything that they've been doing, I, there was no question that we were planting the stickers on our cars. And you know what, I, I, as someone who, who talks to Jory quite often and um, 
we're, we're looking at probably building something here as on on the Joe, on the Joe Media side as well from uh, hopefully something like this as well, but more of a podcast form. I think, um, you know, I, I know for a fact, Jory, thanks you personally for uh, supporting the mental health initiative. Um, you know, it's, we, we help need to like, like, like the, like the name of the uh, health, like the name of it, lift the visor. We got to lift it to actually be able to uh, express ourselves and be, um, open and vulnerable so to speak so that we're all accepting of each other yeah and I think like especially like the lift the visor just if you even tell anyone that you're having a bad day and that they're there to talk to and that it's not this stigma anymore that you can actually go out and talk about your feelings that if that makes one step for one person then that's amazing oh for sure and that that's you know like whenever either Jory Elliott talks about you know, talks about lift the visor with me or, uh, or something he he's, he's thinking of doing. Um, we always, we, he, we always end up to kind of doing a check on each other and just make sure that we're all doing good. Cause sometimes we burn ourselves out without actually knowing it. Right. And that, and you don't want to do that to where it affects you mentally. Right. Yeah. It's always good to check in with people and, when someone's checking into you, with you, it's always good to give your actual honest response, not just the, yeah, everything's fine. Like if you are struggling to say you're struggling and they yep. might be able to help you out a little bit. For sure. Well, Nicole, that finishes off our, probably our longest fan question period. I think I've had that ran us like 12 minutes, I think, which is a record for me. <laughs> Typically it's like two <laughs> questions, three questions, but like we had a bunch of them. Thank you to everyone who submitted their questions. Uh, make sure you guys are also checking this out, uh, the full episode. So it, it, this is awesome guys. Uh, but anyways, Nicole, it, I don't know what, man, I don't know if I got too much else to ask you really right now. Cause we talked about so much. Um, but if you ever want to come back on, you're more than willing to, um, if you want to do like a preseason for the pure stocks, please let me know. I'll be more than happy to do a pre preseason show for you guys. Um, other than that, Nicole, I don't really have too, too much else to ask you tonight. Uh, but is there anyone you want to thank for getting you, uh, uh, helping you along the way to get you where you are today? Oh gosh, the list is very long with this. Um, I'm probably going to miss people. <laughs> um, so first off, I have to thank my sponsors. Um, it would not be possible without them, even though with all the people supporting me. Um, so Enneville Garage, um, Caldecott Millwright, Wellington perforated, um, image wraps did an awesome job with the numbers. Um, now going into people, um, Chris Lawrence for building the car. Um, obviously Phil, none of this would be happening without him. Um, Jason or mullet, it feels weird to call him Jason, um, for doing all the welding and the C and everything along those lines. Um, my parents, my brothers, um, the Thorns, the Clarks, basically anyone who's helped put any, and like everyone at the track, um, I got lapped four or five times in my first race, probably even more than that, still came out with 23rd and everyone was so happy and they're like, congratulations. And I'm like, I didn't even do that good. Like, what are you guys doing? And the support made me feel like I finished up in the top five and everyone was just so happy. 
that there was someone else out, out there and yeah, it was awesome. So pretty well, everyone in the racing community. All right, Nicole, once again, we want to thank you for jumping on with us this week. It's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know you a little bit more. Um, we wish you nothing but the best of course in 2021 and as well as always, uh, take care of yourself. All right. Thanks for having me on. All right. Have yourself a good night now. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. Once again, that was driver the number seventy-eight Pure Stock, and also the Ontario Bone Stock and Pure Stock admin page uh, builder, creator, and promoter of the Bone Stocks and Pure Stocks and Fun Stocks here in Southern Ontario. Uh, that was Nicole Stewart, guys. Of course, we want to thank Nicole for coming on. Um, it was a pleasure sitting down and talk to her and find out exactly how she got involved with the Pure Stocks and how it flourished from there. Uh, yeah, guys, me. I don't have too much to talk about tonight after the sh after the show, man. That's, that's that sucks. I hate it. Uh, but anyways, guys, of course we have the driver's seat coming back once again. Th this time we're revamping it, and we have Megan Mitchell as well as Kaylin Wallace as our drivers in studio. Well, not in studio, but on Zoom. But hopefully one day we'll have a studio where we can all do this from. That'd be awesome, eh, wouldn't it, guys? Um, our next guest. Looks like it'll be Colton Everham. I got a double confirm with him. Hopefully we have that lined up. Um, I didn't. I didn't think we got through all all my list here really quickly, but apparently we have. Um, if you guys want to be a guest, if you're a driver, uh, team owner, uh, anyone involved in racing who would like to come on, hit me up at Joe Media um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, make sure you guys are liking, commenting on the show. Um, yeah, sorry. If you guys want to jump on the show, hit me up at Joe Media. Let me know that you want to come on, and we'll uh, we'll schedule schedule you in. Um, other than that, guys, I got too, not too much to, not too much else to say tonight, um, except for go get your apparel. Our links are in our bios on our on our pages. Um, go hook yourself up with a hat, hoodie, t-shirt, um, uh, tank top as well. It's the summer months now, so go get your tan on with your tank tops, and uh, yeah. Uh, that's not, make sure you guys are helping us by like sharing and, uh, supporting the show any way you guys can. Thank you to everyone who listens each and every week. You guys are awesome. Uh, that's it. Going to do it for me tonight, guys. My name is John Morrison. You guys are listening to the true North racing podcast brought to you by Joe media and promotions. And we'll see you all next week.